Hello, you're listening to the Hamilton Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersy Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, we're going to go through the Hammersy Brothers roadmap, the roadmap we use to get sites from zero to 500K a month. We split it into four. And so this week, we're going to be doing the first section of it, which is getting from zero to 40K a month. I hope you enjoy it. There's also a downloadable PDF in the comments, and it's going to be helpful for you too if you download that too, so you can see what we're talking about as we go through. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, Ian. How are you? Good. Good evening. I'm okay. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. Just another podcast, another day. Just been talking about what we wanted to do, and we we've got um we basically got the road a roadmap that takes people from um, like zero k to five hundred k plus plus a month, and there's a whole roadmap of things and steps to go through it and there's actually a pdf in fact actually if you if people download the pdf we'll put the pdf in the show notes um i don't think we'll put it behind an email gateway we'll just just have a pdf download it'd be easier for people to see so they can see it in the show notes and that's what we're going to talk through now whether we'll get through the whole thing in one podcast or not i'm not sure because there's a lot in here um yeah and basically at each revenue level and the revenue levels we kind of put on here is zero to 40K a month, 40K to 200K a month, and then 200K to 500K a month, and then 500K plus a month. So those are the kind of stepping stones, milestones we've kind of seen in e-commerce where things change slightly. Uh, well, they change fundamentally um, as, you go, as you go up and you need different things. And then across the top, we've got four criteria for each of those revenue stages and the first one is scale so basically the things you do to scale which is normally the things you do within the within your business the uh, retention column which is things you do to keep customers buying and, and get them to buy more often and then the convert which is converting the traffic that's coming to your site new and uh, existing and then you've got the traffic column which is obviously increasing traffic and buying more traffic or increasing organic traffic and things like that so that's the kind of fundamental mm. model of it and do you, do you want to say anything about that before we kind of kick off yeah, yeah. of course mm. of course i want to say something about that exactly um i think what's important to note about this this model is what we're really trying to do and in fact the title at the bottom of the pdf does the right next thing, which probably say should should say the next right thing. The right next. You might thing. have got that wrong. Yeah. The right next thing, maybe the anyway. What what we mean by that is what to do next, mm. and I think, like we've said, probably our overall Amazon Brothers philosophy is that there are so many things that you can do in e-commerce. That's probably the biggest challenge of knowing what to do next for the biggest return and you know 
I, I think probably everything. Is, this is an example. So there's, I mean, how many, what, how many things are on, are, you know, on this roadmap? There's what, there's sixty things, there's more. Well, there's and how many squares? There's the four across the top, four down the uh, the bottom. So that's four times four, which is sixteen squares. And each of those has got three things in them. So that's sixteen yeah. times three. Yeah, quickly. What's that? Just, <laughs> I'm just quickly doing that in my head using his calculator. Forty-eight. <laughs> Forty-eight. 48 things um, on, on. Um, so that's quite a lot and then what I was saying about that is they're, they're all right yeah. they're all correct to do however if you do them A all at the same time or in the wrong order yeah. you're going to get nowhere because you're just going to be consumed by them and that, I think that's generally what happens in most e-commerce businesses they know all the things they should be doing but they don't know what you order to do it in mm. um, and it's getting the timing right um, because if you're doing if you're doing something, you know that a, a ten million turnover plus ecom brand needs to do, and you're doing it in, you know, when you're doing half a million, you know, it possibly is the worst thing that you could do. You won't have any results whatsoever. So, yeah. and we would, and actually, even though we've got a nice shiny PDF here which shows you the steps, the the truth of it is. We often debate about this now. I mean, we were just we were just prepping. I mean, we've been doing this for twenty years. We've been doing e-commerce, and we still we still discuss what the right things to do are in what order, and it does change. And again, you know, the the the, the bit to note is one size doesn't fit all, which is really really important to note. So take this all as a loose guide. Yeah, if you do look at it. Because it is, it does depend on on your business, and I, and I think um, that you know what the thing that I hate, you know, I was I'm going to be open. I was at a wedding this weekend, and I bumped in to somebody who read our book, and you hated the wife, right. the the bride's dress. Is that what you're going to say? Alive on our book? Uh, it was hideous. Yeah, it was. <laughs> poor Annabelle. <laughs> no, she looked beautiful. I know. She looked beautiful. She did. Yeah. she did look beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, and. I bumped into one of one of the wedding guests, and she read our book. And I'm and um, and what they were saying was that there's so many ecom consultant businesses courses that are, and they are so cheesy. They're the ones with the, they've got the guys, and they've got a Lamborghini in the background, or they've got a um, you know a mum who's just started something on the side and then she's doing, you know, $300,000 a month. And like, I'm sure you've seen all these yeah. Facebook ads. Um, and they, they are bloody, you know, fraudulent in some respects because they are, they want you to believe that there is some magic wand and you can sit in your bedroom and you can drop ship and you can make, you know, millions of pounds worth of revenue. But obviously we know that that's not true. And it's not true because of the numbers and the margin. And in my opinion, you, you know, you, cause you said we were chatting about before and I was saying, you know what I would always start with first is I would look at my, my basic numbers. I do my target sheet and do my margin calculator and, I, and I, therefore it would tell me what ROAS I've got. 
Because and you say, well, there's no point doing that first because if you're if you're just launching, there's no point doing your target sheet first because you don't really know what's going to happen. But that but we would say that if you've got a, a a product that has a reasonable margin, which we would say you know fifty percent plus, a lifetime customer value of one point five times a year plus, um, and an average order value of you know over fifty sixty pounds. And and you and you know, th- th- therefore that's going to be easier for you than if you've got a margin of thirty percent or an average order value of thirty pounds. So you know what I mean. So you do. I think I think you do need to go into it with that eyes wide open approach. Mm. But Jenny, what, what do you what do you well, think? Well, I, I think that, that you know that you're going back to the Lamborghini comment. Like there's probably one in a million who kind of stumbles on something and does really, really well. And, and, and then, and then everybody else thinks that they can replicate it. And it's just like, it's, 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 it's very difficult. And those, those Lamborghini ads are targeted at, you know, 20, 20 year old to 25 year old men who, who, who want that, that lifestyle. And, you know, by the time you get to our age, you know, by the time you could afford a Lamborghini, you don't bloody want one. It was like, well, no, where's it? uncomfortable. It's impractical. Yeah, I'm not going to get over the bumps in the in the driveway. Where are you going to put your sl- Where are you going to put your slippers? Yeah. Also, yes. the the wife would be very angry if I bought a Lamborghini. She'd be like, "What have you done?" <laughs> What's that? <laughs> anyway, I digress. Let's go and talk about the roadmap because otherwise, go you're going to prattle you, on. You introduce it for ages. I do. Well. Yeah. So I didn't think we prattled on enough in the last podcast, you see, so I'm trying to make up. Oh, right. Good. I can edit it yeah. out anyway. Just go like to yeah. Lorenz. Okay. Anyway. So, so let you, yeah. tell you what, you, you introduced the concept because you put the roadmap together. Yeah. So you yeah. talk about it. So uh, like the, the, the lowest um, row, which is the bottom row, which is the 0 to 40K. So when people are starting out, so we'll go through that. We'll see how far we get with this. And we can always do another podcast, maybe for the top levels. Yeah, and, and don't you need to go through them all? I'll just go through some of the fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've got that. Uh, we've got four columns. So they've got the scale column, which we probably want to talk about first, which is the furthest to the right column. And the first thing we usually do is the margin calculator. So we're going to go into a business, um, it, it, even if we've already got twenty k a, a grand a month revenue, we do the margin calculator because. It's so easy to be the busy fool in e-commerce and not make money. You can be shipping orders and you can be losing money. And ultimately, you want to know your your um, your figures. And recently, I updated the, the margin calculator sheet to include returns because it, it's all right if your returns are like 2% or something like that. But if you're in women's clothing and you've got like a 30% returns rate, it's going to really affect what, um, what recruitment ROAS you want to get. So basically, that gives you the fundamental understanding of what you can pay for a customer at the beginning. Then mm. you've got to obviously nail your tech stack. So you've got to understand what, what software you're going to use, what uh, platform you're on, whether that's, you know, in, in the right ballpark, you know, we've done a lot of posts on that. We've done podcasts on that and we've done workshops on, on that. And, you know, a lot of people use either WooCommerce or, or Shopify really. And depending on how technical, technical, technical you are you you choose you choose one of those but there's 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 lots of others and there's lots of niche e-commerce sites and i don't really i mean i don't really have too much opinion on it i particularly use shopify now because i, can, I have I a can, lot of opinion <laughs> can launch with it but if someone rocks up with some e-commerce site that i've 
uh, never heard of and loves it, then, you know, hats off to them. The, the only problem is sometimes... When has that ever happened? Oh, there's been a couple. There's been a couple. There's each, like Australia's got some niche e-commerce sites that seem to be okay. And, mm. and, and I mean, to be countries. honest, it doesn't, it doesn't fundamentally make people buy, of course. You mm. know, an e-commerce platform can't magically make people buy. And obviously that's, you know, that's the reality. But what it can do is make your growth easier. Yeah. Because you're not having to worry about. And it's the speed of, of I think that's all it really gives you. So like Shopify versus Magento, yeah. it's a, it's so much faster to I, yeah. I don't think you want to be on, with it. on Magento as a startup unless you've got a very specific reason and you've got a lot of funding behind you to do, to be there. You know, like say, oh, we needed Magento. But, I mean, but also that, but that is to... that is mis that's sorry, that's slightly misleading. I have to jump in there because you're you're you know, if you you're you're assuming then that Shopify isn't great for high growth, big big revenue sites and of course it is it's really if you've got a very 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 technical custom reason that you have to work outside the Shopify ecosystem and so. if you haven't I thought that's what I said to... I was, I was no you didn't yeah. you said if you had if you were if you wanted to um if you had lots of investment behind you Oh no, but I mean, that... you know, but what I meant was, is you had a specific reason to be on Magento, and you had investment behind you, like okay. you. So, like you, well, you all right, then. you might have a specific That's reason true. to be on Magento, but not have any investment. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, because you're going to have to go and get it. Because you know, like Shopify, you can connect to Facebook, you can do that pixel, everything just works for you. You know, then Magento doesn't. Well, necessarily... you the, most of the, the, the a great stack for most people is going to be Shopify and Clavio. Yeah. Really, and yeah. it, you know, and, and I think you've really got to go. Well, that's my default, and so why wouldn't I? Yeah, why wouldn't I choose that? Um, yeah, it's just easier. And then the other thing yeah. that you know, between zero to forty, and maybe as you get slightly bigger, is understanding who your strategic freelancers are, who are going to help you with certain things that you just, you know, either you don't want to do, don't want to learn, or um, you know, you're just too busy doing other stuff. And so, um, you know, like when I was. Uh, building one of our Shopify stores I just, just went on to Upwork and I got a few people to do different things that I needed them to do and I just go to them and do that like I've got some strategic freelancers that do photo uh, uh, Photoshop work like when I've got a product that is like I want to see this product on a, on a wooden stool can you put it on a wooden stool because I haven't got a photograph of that one like all the others you know just little well, things so like you, that what you're saying is you, you need you need to have a, a few people around you that can do stuff yeah, but obviously you really need to think about what what would you do first. Yeah, and that's why I I think you before you introduce that I think you should talk about job to be done, anxiety analysis, market square test, credibility and trust. Yeah, so offer architecture. So yeah, so when you those, kind of, those just yeah, a few things when you're in when you <laughs> when you're in understanding the market, um, you know a lot of time people see the thing is a lot of time people come to this. And they've already got an idea. They've already got a store, and they've already, you know, started to launch. And, and sometimes it's just getting started is 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 good. And and then, you know, because like let's say someone's going to sell um, the, the a new the yoga mat that they've designed, for example. Like they could probably get a site up selling the yoga mat and put it up there with probably enough of the domain knowledge. And to get to that point, they might need somebody to kind of go and do some images and stuff like that. And then you go, well, okay, now I need to, now I need to polish it mm. because it's, it's, it's one thing getting something over the line and another thing getting it to sell, isn't it? 
Um, oh, I think definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, you you never know how the market is going to react. Yeah. And the only way to know how the market is going to react is to go and launch it mm. and actually not be too precious about anything. Just get it out there. Just get going. Because the best way to really get the feedback is actually to throw some traffic at it and see what happens. And I have to say, you know, that's exactly what we're doing with the demo store in the USA. We're not going to, I'm not going to talk too much about it yet, but yeah, we've launched it with the minimum viable product mm. and it's, um, you know, it's doing absolutely terribly. I'm not even sure, that, but I think, I don't think, we, I think we've launched it with a, not even a minimum viable product. I think no, the product we that no, we've we, gone yeah, live within the US is, is dreadful. Yeah. It's not good enough to, it's not it's even not good, enough. good enough as the UK no. stuff. Um, no. I mean, it's a good product. I'm not saying it's a bad product, but it's just like, it's only sheets. It's not, it's not anything. Yeah. No, that it needs to be. No. Oh, so, no. but the idea, the philosophy is, you get you, you know, you, you really should be op operating on a um, just good enough basis. Yeah. You know, minimum minimum viable product really to to launch it, and then you see, and it's a bit like um, fishing in a fishing pond. You know, when you go to a new pond, you don't know when where the fish are, so you throw yeah. your fishing rods in, and you you know you see where the fish bite, and you move the fishing rods to where the fish bite, don't you? And yeah. really, that philosophy of of trial and error and refining and moving moving to a better place on the, I don't actually fish but I like the philosophy. That 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 philosophy of continually moving your fishing rods are where the fish is and and getting better and better and better. That that is the philosophy of e commerce continually right right from the zero to forty to the ten million a month plus mark. Mm. That it's the same. The same process. It's continually evolving. So then we come to the convert column on the uh, the roadmap. So then we would go, kind of go, and the, the first thing in there is install authority and job to be done. So what we want to do is, is you know, you've got your site up, you've got your site launched, everything's everything's kind of working. You can take orders and all the stuff, but you're not really getting the sales you want to get. So therefore, you've got to install authority. So you've got to kind of then say, you know, it's like with the copywriting, when you write copy, like who's the voice? Who's the voice of the copywriter? Why should I believe what they're saying? Why should I I believe that they can do what they're saying to do. And you've got to bring a bit of authority onto the site as much as you can at that point. Now, the difficulty is when you're starting out, you won't have any reviews or anything like that, but you can sell to friends and family. You can get them to review it. As long as they've taken an order, they can actually um, review something. It doesn't matter how much they bought it for. You could sell it to them for, you know, a 95% discount. They could, they could do a review on, on the site. Um, just to get something on there, because like so many sites just go and all the products say, be first to review this product, be first to review this product. And it's like, I don't want to be the first person to buy this product, even though probably other people might have bought it. It's just it looks like tumbleweed, doesn't it? Yeah. And then well, we, yeah, you're just plonking products on the page and expecting people to buy. Yeah. And then we think about the job to be done. So we, rather than selling a yoga mat. We think about the job to be done. The job to be done is 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 the the pleasure that someone's going to get out of the yoga mat. Where they're going to do the yoga, so we can think. Well, they you know, the 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 mat is only is is part of the journey to someone having a fulfilling yoga practice and feeling great about themselves and having doing yoga on the top of a mountain and being portable and being able to clean. You know, like all the things that, that they'd want to they'd want to have. Uh, and rather than just showing a picture of the yoga mat, we want to show the picture of the yoga mat achieving those those jobs to be done. And we want to kind of talk about talk about that. Um, 
then we also start looking at the friction in the market. So we'll do the review analysis. This is the uh, 360 friction finder and market square test and anxiety work. So that is looking at the market, particularly the reviews and finding the emotion in the reviews that people have when they are happy with the product and then trying to reflect that back to them on the product page. So we're, we're, we're polishing what we've got basically in the convert section. And then we've got the fast 50 site optimizer, which is a lot of the essentially like about hundreds and hundreds of split tests that Ian and I have run and making sure that we've got, when we pulled this product page checklist, from that, which many of people listeners will probably have from some of the other podcasts we've done, um, which is is a result of all the split tests we've done, and just basically going through those and saying, "Are we doing this? Are we doing that? Are we doing that?" And we still do that at a higher levels as well. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just That's the true actually optimizing it. Yeah. You know, even though these are things that we would we would say start off with if you're if you're on your your scaling of growing your e-commerce business, but we we would still repeat every single one of these. You know, if even if you're doing 10 million mm. we'd still go through them yeah there's always gaps there's always good there's always things to, to do but, and then yeah, you wouldn't skip them and then once we've done that we'd go to the retention column so the retention column is is obviously we, we're starting to get some sales we want to retain them and we add some credibility and trust so we we want to obviously add credibility and trust on the landing page. So like, let's say the yoga mat, I guess, you know, the credibility would be, you know, I've been a yoga teacher for 20 years. I've taught over 20,000 students. Um, I do this and I've, I've finally come to, to create a yoga mat and that's my credibility. And my yoga mat's been used um, at, you know, as a favorite at these yoga retreats and a favorite at these places. And this is my mm-hmm. mission. And, you know, it's that credibility of, of putting that, behind it and, and you, you can so, I ask you a question you can do you mind what why would you put credibility and trust in the retention column would you change that now because when did you do when did you do this well How many I years think ago? the the thing is is that you can you can put some on the product page yes but at the same time what we want to do as well as once someone's bored is reduce the buyer's remorse and and teach people, not teach people, teach is the wrong word, but communicate with people about the, the mission of the company and what they bought into. So that when they buy a yoga mat, for example, and they receive it, they realize they bought into something that's bigger than the yoga mat that they want to might continue with. You see what I mean? So it's not like a one-off purchase. We want to say, well, you know, you, you, you've bought into this way of life, this this job to be done that which is going to help you move forward. And we're not just a kind of one night stand kind of thing. So the credibility and trust has been put into the retention because ultimately it's not just about, I mean, it, it retention. It's also about the, the email of, of converting those first time customers as well, because you might get an email, which is a lead, but they haven't bought yet. So, um, it, it kind of, it, it does going to help conversion, but it's also going to help retention is basically where I put it there. So that's why it's there. Does mm. that, that help? Um, uh, yes, I, well, I would, I would say, I mean, yeah, obviously, credibility and trust is, is there primarily for recruitment, though, because mm. once you've bought, you've really got credibility and trust because you've bought. Yeah, so it's yeah. mainly for recruitment. Not, to be honest, I think but... if you look, ab- Did you... Uh, well, no, I think the, the thing is, if you look above um, the retention stuff, is a lot more about actually retaining new customers. 
But on the first level, zero to 40, the convert and retention is all about converting new customers because yes, that's right. you really, got, you haven't yeah. got any customers. Got no customers to retain. You, know. you have to recruit in order to bother about lifting customers. Yeah. You have to re- so it, it, it's very customers. it's very much based around uh, getting mm. both of those. So like, that's why it, it's in those two columns, I think, if you yeah. think about it. Because you know, if, that makes sense. if it's zero, you've got nothing. So what you can retain. So you might as well work on actually getting more customers to retain. So... Um, then there's the offer architecture and offer calendar, which we bang on, on, on about a lot, which makes a big difference to getting started. And I, I talk about this kind of no man's land a lot where and, and you know, I don't know if I've talked to you about the no man's land concept, but, you know, when people are um, nobody and then then they've got a brand. But in between that, there's this kind of no man's land where you wouldn't buy off them because probably a good example is like um a, a web agency right so like you you've got a, a freelancer who's really good at what he does and people would work with that freelancer because they want to work directly with with mark because he's a freelancer and he does what he does then he maybe goes and gets two staff or three staff and he becomes a small agency that really is neither a big agency nor a small agency. He was kind of like in the middle and he's in no man's land and it's very difficult to get over the, over the middle. Same in e-commerce is that just to get started, you have to get over the no man's land. And ultimately, once you're doing, you know, 500, 500K a month, a million a month, you've got a brand and you've got over it. So like the one of our biggest customers that we've grown from pretty much zero, they, they what got them over the no man's land was the strong offers that they used to do, which they don't need to use now because they've got a brand. So the offer architecture can get you over that no man's land. And I think that there's there's a lot of resistance to that because people go, what about my brand? What about my brand? But what gets you over the no man's land is not necessarily what you're going to be ultimately because you've just got to get through that period. Yeah. To become... You don't have a brand. No. That's the thing. No. You don't have a brand. If you don't have any customers... You don't have a brand. No. You know, your brand comes from customers actually buying your stuff. So how do you get customers to buy your stuff? Well, you often have to use an offer architecture to do it. Yeah. And if, and if if that if that is that's relevant. Yeah. You. And that and that's really where where you're starting to understand the business, starting to understand the e-commerce business and understand how to how to actually make all your KPIs work. Um, and then the other one, uh, last one on retention is, is installing customer delight. So that is, you know, making sure that the customers you do get are absolutely de- delighted with, with your, with yourselves. I mean, you look at the demo story and, you know, when we first started out, we didn't get particularly good reviews at the beginning. We, you know, we needed mm. to fix a lot of stuff, didn't we? Um, yeah. and, um, and we fixed them and then we started to get, started to make sure we were getting good reviews coming through and, um, we had things on stock and we had good stock control and things like that. And we started putting things in the parcel and improving the, um, the packaging and, and the experience of it. And the customer service and all that. Customer service. Yeah. So yeah, just those building things. those fundamentals so that, so that when someone went on to trust it didn't go, this is a scam. This is not a real company. Yeah. You know, like honestly you'll get when you first start out and you've got no no reviews, you'll get all sorts of random people just coming out the woodwork and just calling you all sorts of things. And you just got to p- move through that until you've got the um the 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 wealth of basically what happens is 
is that the only person that can be bothered to review you out of 100 customers tends to be a psycho. That's just the way it works at the beginning. And you've, you've, got, to, you've got to get past that and incentivize people to actually review and, and, and do it. Because you see that with a lot of, um, like, let's say someone's got like their reviews on um, uh, stamped and then um, they're not using Trustpilot. When everybody, so what happens is all the reviews go on to stamped and then all the unhappy customers who are motivated to moan just go on to Trustpilot and they get really bad Trustpilot reviews because that's where all the and bad the ones, ones go. That come up, yeah. And there's the ones that come up, which is really annoying because, you know, you think, well, go and look at my reviews over here. They're really, really good. So it's, it's just kind of managing that from the beginning. So you're building a good platform to stand on. And yeah. then, then the last column is, is traffic. And, you know, two main things really in there. First of all is picking one marketing channel. So if you're doing between zero and 40K, you really have no business doing like five different marketing channels. It's just dumb. You, you, you should be able to get to that level with, with one marketing channel. Um, with email, you'd always, you always always use email, um, but you would pick you know, maybe Google Ads or Facebook. Um, you get your email flows 101 set up, you know, your abandoned basket, abandoned cart, abandoned checkout, abandoned product, and you get those going and you, and you start your, your batch of blast emails uh, coming through and you make sure your data capture is really good. So you're getting all those fundamentals in place. And at the beginning, you would also just learn the, the SEO fundamentals because as you're putting new products on and putting new categories on, you might as well know the fundamentals of your industry in terms of keywords. And as you're doing it, you, build, you bake it in so that you don't have to go and do a huge piece of work sometime and kind of go, oh, God, I haven't put all the keywords onto product pages and haven't done this and haven't done that. You might as well just bake it in as you build it. So that's the fundamentals for 0 to 40. Do you, do you have anything else to add um, about that? No, well, no, the only thing I was thinking as you were saying is that um, one of the biggest differentiators of what strategy you should follow with e-commerce is, <clears throat> which we haven't talked about for a while, but whether or not you're selling your own brand of products is exclusive to you or you're selling other people's products that they can get anywhere. And that, mm. that fundamentally changes everything um, about your e-commerce strategy. Mm. And then the second part of it is whether or not you're selling um, a product that is a problem-solving rational purchase or it's a desirable lifestyle purchase. Mm. And that mm. changes everything as well. So they're, they're the two camps that really... Well, two two decisions, you know, are you selling other people's products that they can buy anywhere or are you selling your own that's exclusive to you? Um, and then if it is your own, it's exclusive to you. Because if you're selling other people's products, it's all about why buy from you. Mm. If it's your own brand, you then say, well, is it a desirable lifestyle purchase or is it a problem ration, and, and rational, uh, problem-solving rational purchase? Mm. I think um, what we'll that, do that, that changes. I think what we'll do Ian, I think we'll do a podcast for each each level of the four levels and then this yeah. one this one will be the north to 40 because I I've got a meeting in 15 minutes and we're not going to be able to go through the 40 to 200k in in 15 minutes. So I think if we just yeah we yeah. just kind of solidify the the 0 to 40 because I think that it's quite rare that we do a podcast on on startup stuff and and so Hopefully, 
we've gone through quite a few things there that 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 there there are essential to moving forward. And I think that you know our own journey with the with the demo store, it was a big eye opener in that because you haven't done it in a long time. You know, like a lot of the time, a lot of the e-commerce sites will come to us. We're already doing five million and all that kind of stuff. But when you go back to basics and you kind of you kind of learn, you, you see the same mistakes and you go, oh, okay, well, like, like, this is how I this is how I'm going to overcome that. And a lot of it was a lot of it was around that convert and retention columns. A lot of it was around, you know, we didn't have enough authority. We didn't have enough credibility. We yeah. didn't have enough trust. And, you it, know, yeah, we put was, on live chat. Yeah, it was, it was where we really went, okay, well, what's the, what, what do people want? What do they want? They want beautiful, luxurious bedding. Well, how do we prove that? Well, we have to add loads of trust and credibility, mm. you know, and the second thing we did, well, well how are we going to get people to buy? Let's put a massive offer on there. And we put the prices up and did a massive offer. And it's really the, the, the two biggest things that make that business work was massive focus on desirability and, and, the, and the, you know, the, the job to be done. Loads and loads of trust and credibility and the offer. And that's, that's where we're going to get more and more and more and more growth because we're going to leverage those more and more and more. So we're going to get much more trust and credibility. We're going to get, you know, reviews and picked up in all the big mags. We're going to get loads of reviews. And that's where it's coming. And, we, and obviously the product's going to get better and better. The photography's going to get better and better and better and better. And you know, we're going to get... We had a review that said the following. Did you know last week? It said, um, it said I used to buy from the white company, but now... I've discovered bedding envy. I only buy from bedding envy. Well done. Not well, that we should mention the name because we try not to, don't we? <laughs> just because we don't promote it. I always like so when people are on the book ad to go and say, oh, we set up a demo site selling bedding and they say, what is it? And um, I always don't put it there because what happens on when we're selling the book is that as soon as you put a site there to say, this is the site that we've built using the, the method, they go and look at the site and they don't buy the book. They go, I'll just go and look at the site. And I'll go and copy the site. And it massively reduces my conversion rate on the <laughs> book ads because they think, because everybody thinks that they can just go and, and look at something and copy it. Yeah. And, but really, the, you, the, can't. you can't, you can't because yeah. the, the, the site is a product of the process we've just talked through um, underneath. And if you look at what we did, you know, we started with the margin calculator. We started with the target sheet. We nailed the tech stack. We uh, installed the uh, offer architecture, worked out that that wasn't enough. And then we installed the uh, jobs we've done. We picked one marketing channel. Uh, we started doing email, and that, probably not early enough, to be honest. I mean, we could have done email earlier. Um, mm. and, it, and I think that was a mistake. We, our mistake at the beginning, this was a learning, was, a, was the email. We thought email was for existing customers. And therefore, we, I think we didn't do it until we had about 10,000 email addresses or something silly like that you know um maybe well maybe i think not. we knew i think to be honest we 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 would we were really really busy i think when we launched it and mm. we were still busy now and i think we we just did absolute bare minimum and actually didn't even but it wasn't enough so we kept adding little bits on little layers on top and eventually it started to work 
What was interesting, um, though, was because we didn't do email, it forced us to get do a lot of split testing, do a lot of things to kind of get the core right. Because like the, the one thing that that you do have to have right in e-commerce site depending is, is the absolute core, which is like, can this website convert cold traffic? Because if it can't do that, then you, you've really got no fundamental core because you can maybe find the flames with, with uh, email, but if you're struggling like at really low spends and having to do that, then you're never going to get to high spends to kind of scale up. And it depends what you want to achieve. I mean, obviously we want, we want to, I mean, God knows what do we want to get to with the site? I mean, I don't think we'd be, I think we'd want to get to the high millions, high millions, 5 million, 10 million, something like that. that that's where we'd like to get, get, get to it. I don't think we'd be particularly happy, but we wouldn't be happy with doing a million a year. We wouldn't be happy with doing 2 million a year. It's too, it's, I mean, it's already doing 2 million a year on track, yeah. you know? So like, and oh, we've hardly done anything to, to it. I think you, I think you get it to 10. Yeah. Get it to 10. Because I think when you get to 10, then it starts to become, you know. I don't think I'd be interested in it after that. No. It's, it's I, a different I think business. It's a different it is a different business. You have a lot more systems and structure and have to pull along with people. I, I, I think the most exciting bit is going yeah. zero to 10. Because it's really exciting because it's fast paced and you can get massive gains. And it's fun and it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. My opinion is. I'm not even sure we'd, need, we'd even need to get that high. I think. It depends what what you want to do with it. Well, I think, I think that, you. I think it would. I mean, it's not, I think it's mm. on track. You know, our target sheet. That's what it's telling mm. us that mm. we'll do it. But mm. um, you know, anyway, I think that's you know, in well, terms. Yeah. Of, I, I, you know, I, I would say certainly. Yeah, it was. It was understand the job to be done. But remember, if you're selling if you're selling other people's products, your absolute focus must be doing the market square test. When you go yeah. out into the market and you pull all the competitors and you'd pull everything in and do a big, big, nice spreadsheet looking at obviously their price, their offer architecture, <clears throat> their warranty, the returns policy, you know, what they're, you know, what they're bundling together, what, et cetera, et cetera. Go and pull it up and say, how can we beat that? How can we beat that? How can we beat that? Mm-hmm. And remember the perception is the perception. And that's where the answer is. You're selling other people's products. The answer will be in the market square test. If you're selling your own products, the answer will be in the anxiety analysis, mm. which is which is which is looking at your reviews and your competitor reviews, understanding what the job to be done is and then what the one to get anxious about, mm. and then putting oodles on both cases, putting oodles and oodles of trust and credibility in, because that's yeah. that's definitely what you need. And then your offer architecture. Also, a lot of and time that's... it's been finding like you might have. Like, well, you've got these five messages that, that could potentially move the sale and understanding which of those messages are the ones that resonate the most with the customer and then amplifying that across the site. And you, 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 people, I guess, because you're so close to your own site, you can think, well, you know, let's, let's say the amplification is um, the delivery like the fast delivery and it's really fast delivery is something that's really important in your market and you know that's important and you say well you, you know are you talking about fast delivery and you say well yeah it's shown on the product page but it's like you're so close to your site that you see it but the customer doesn't see it and if that needs to be amplified you need to put it on like at like like five or six times yeah. across like i actually had that split test on, on the demo store where um it had that tick where it said in stock and next day delivery available on it. And I had a split test where I was trying to split test those ticks 
um, to say something else. And it accidentally put the split test so that it said it twice. It said tick, in stock next day delivery, tick, in stock next day delivery, just above the add to basket button. And that actually increased increased the conversion rate because I don't know why, but I think if people must thought, bloody hell, if he's banging well, on about it twice, saying it that twice, it must lot. be like definitely fundamentally. I mean, and that's, you know, that, I mean, that, that doesn't, to, I mean, that, that might be relevant for selling a couple of products, but generally I think, yeah, that happens a lot. What, what is the fundamental reasons people would shop with you in the first place? Mm. And you ha- and you find that, oh, it's, you know, it's, you know, in that case, it might be that it was next delivery available and it was in stock. And that's, that's the thing. Then you need to absolutely repeat that yeah. everywhere, you know, five, six times on the product yeah. page alone, on the image at the top. You well, know, it's like, it, the basket button. have you ever gone into the fridge looking for, no. uh, you know, I know, you know, in your house, you have servants who get the kitchen for you and do all that kind of stuff. But in my house, I have to open the fridge myself. Yeah. It's just dreadful to open the fridge door. And I look in and I'll go, I'll say to Cab, it says, I can't see my, um, where's my cereal, uh, where's my yogurt? And she'd be like, it's right in front of you. And as soon as she says that, it appears. And that's how, <laughs> like an e-commerce, that's like an e-commerce product page, is you'd be like looking for the delivery information. You go, I can't see it. I can't see it. And like, and then you'll see it. But like, if you make it much more obvious, like if I open the, if I open the fridge door and inside the fridge is five of my yogurts on every single shelf, yeah. I'm much le- less likely. I, that to, actually, to that happened it. yesterday with an e-commerce brand. And and I was saying, where's your um, where's your delivery cost? Your delivery time? And it's there. So where? Oh, it's right down there. You scroll down a bit. There. It's, it's really, really not obvious enough. Is that well? I I thought it was obvious enough. No, it isn't. Because you know where it is. You're yeah. going to go straight to it. If you're looking at the first time, people have the attention span of a three year old. You're just not going to see it. Yeah. So yeah, that that is also getting the cool message across, put it in the right place. Yeah, and putting it where they where they look, and you can see exactly where they look on like tools like iQuant and things like that. And I, I, I've never well, paid really for iQuant. Need, you don't really. Need but I just you just go and look you know, at iQuant. You, know um, you go to iQuant, yeah. and then you look at images, and then you look at all the images, and you go, well, it's going to be the same on my site. That's my site. Anyway, so we've done zero to forty uh, on the on the roadmap. Um, we'll put a download to the roadmap mm. in the in the in the comments hopefully which we can you can just download and have a look at now unfortunately when you download it it will look it will come on its side and you'll have to rotate it because i don't know how to get the pdf to come out to the landscape it's it drives me mental uh but you know i'm sure you can work out how to rotate <laughs> if i have to stop i might it, be able to else. fix that um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll put it there. Simple. And then uh, next week we'll do the 40. Okay. The 40 to 200. And then after that we'll do 200 to 500K. And then 500K plus after that. Um, okay. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Ian. And uh, yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, I'll speak to you. I'll speak to you soon. Talk to you later.